Good morning. Today we're looking at uh, the beginning of Acts as we move on from Luke's Gospel to Luke's second book as he recorded the beginning of the church and all that happened next. And these first few verses tell us so much about the big story of the Bible. What is that big story? Starts with creation and then the fall and then a promise through Abraham and others. And then the law is given and the prophets and then the big rescue when God himself in his son, Jesus, comes. And in verse one, we're told that Jesus came to do and to teach and that Luke has recorded this in his gospel. The cross and the resurrection, of course. And then as Jesus was with them, he gave them instruction and proofs. He spoke about the kingdom of God. And he instructs the disciples to wait for the gift. They will be baptized. It means drenched and surrounded by the Holy Spirit. Then the church is born. And there will be a second coming, reflected by the words of the angels in verse 11 of today's reading. And the pivotal point for the disciples, they ask the question, are you going to restore the kingdom of Israel? Jesus' response is, it is not for you to know when. It's the Father's authority. It's not yours. There is a bigger story here. Justice, mercy, sovereignty, not just for Israel, but for the nations. God so loved the world, not just Israel, that he gave his one and only son that all who believe in him should not perish, but have eternal life, to emphasise the words of John in 3.16. God started it and he will end it. And God steps into it, firstly as the incarnated Jesus, the perfect human, and secondly as his Holy Spirit in power and transformation. And they are told to wait. Breathless. They're waiting for breath, the breath of life. But, says Jesus, a sign that the narrative is about to change. You are not to know, but you, and Jesus promises two things, receive power and be my witnesses. Note, it's not a request. Jesus doesn't say, will you be my witnesses? Question mark. He says, you will be my witnesses. Then he is taken up and two men in white, more angels, you notice, tell the disciples not to stand staring at where Jesus was, but to get on with his instruction until he comes again. Get on with it. This week, we're in the middle of Thy Kingdom Come. It's an annual 10 days of prayer between Ascension Day and Pentecost. There are so many materials to engage with. Journals, prayers, prayer stations, COVID secure version, of course. Cheeky pandas for the younger ones, youth reflections for the older ones. Videos, the list is growing. And after five years, there is so much that we can do. But we've only just opened for worship. And we need to have the energy and focus to engage. 
and we have made no preparations for thy kingdom come this year. My personal view is that we don't have the capacity to engage with a whole load of events and resources. I certainly don't. But I do know that Jesus instructed me, not invited me to be a witness. So let's unpack that key verse, verse 8, and how we might put this into practice over the next week and beyond. You will be my witnesses. What is a witness? Well, here's a, de a dictionary definition. Attestation of a fact or event or a testimony. If you believe Jesus is real, that he died and rose again, that he is your saviour, that the Bible is true in what it says, then you can be a witness by saying so. Secondly, one that gives evidence specifically, one who testifies in a cause or before a judicial tribunal. Why do you believe the things that you believe to be true? Your testimony is evidence for others. Thirdly, one asked to be present at a transaction so as to be able to testify to its having taken place. What have you experienced of God's presence, of Jesus's grace, his peace, his healing, divine intervention, of his love, of his presence? You can say that this took place. And fourthly, one who has personal knowledge of something. What is your story? Not just what it says in the Bible or in church liturgy or in apologetics books or other people's stories. What is your story? It carries weight because you were there. There are three main types of witness you would get in a trial. Firstly, an expert witness. They're clever people who know stuff. And while not necessarily directly involved in a case, their expertise can help the court interpret the evidence they receive. Might be medical witnesses or scientific or computing experts. Don't be put off from being a witness because you think you have to be an expert. This is for the few. Those who study and learn deeply are or are gifted evangelists, leave them to their expertise. Many will be unimpressed anyway. You are more effective either as an eyewitness to give testimony about what you have seen and experienced, or as a character witness, who is the God that you believe in? What's he like? Who is the Jesus that you know? What is your experience of the Holy Spirit? And the closer and longer we walk with God, the more we see, the more we get to know his character and the more we can say. For me, it might be, and this is a short version, God is goodness itself. God is bigger than anything else, especially me. God makes sense of everything. Jesus gave everything for me. His Holy Spirit is both peace and power. He transforms lives including mine. I know these things because of the consistent story in scripture, but confirmed by my experience of my relationship with him, with so many experiences. He saved me when I was lost, and my heart burns that others have this too. It's too good, too good to miss out on.
Now that's mine. You all have your own version. But who do we say this to? Well, in verse eight, it says in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So where is our Jerusalem? That was their home. It was where they were as they heard these words. So our Jerusalem was our family, friends, members of Christ Church even, building one, an one another up with the truth and our testimony. Or maybe some will hear it for the first time. But in these pandemic times, maybe it is those who have drifted away from engaging with house groups, church services, even Bible study and prayer personally. Uh, and they, they become too much effort. Maybe some have lost touch with God. Our first local mission field is to those who used to be here and are not here anymore, whatever that means. Next, Judea is the wider area. The joys of being a parish church is that we have a piece of land that has been granted to us to pastor and to shepherd, Pearly Parish. Having witnessed to each other, we can then go out to the parish in which we are located in Samaria. A bit further afield, you may not live in the parish, 73% of you according to the APCM electoral roll statistics. Neighbours, work colleagues, friends further afield, you will be my witnesses, said Jesus. And then to the ends of the earth. God's mission to Israel and now to the church is to all nations. We support mission partners who operate globally and some of our numbers serve overseas like Anne Fatir Fund and Chris and Moldova. We are currently highlighting the work of Christian aid all in the name of Jesus. Maybe today that call is on your life. You will be witnesses to the end of the earth. But hang on a minute, this all started with you saying that we're all tired and limited in capacity and now you have us all going out as missionaries. No, all are called to be witnesses. Not all are called in the same way and in every season. This is one simple thing that all of us can do, all of us. Thy kingdom come is about many things, including engaging others in the Lord's Prayer, coming together for corporate prayer, praying at home, etc. But the most important feature is to pray for those who don't know him to come to Christ. To make new, passionate disciples for Christ. Thy kingdom come asks everyone to choose five people and to pray that they might come to know Jesus and give their lives. And that's OK for some. Some might only be able to pray for, say, three people. And if that is you, then please do. But I'm saying, you today, saying to you today, as an encouragement, pick one person and pray that they will come to Christ. Constantly and with perseverance, one person each. When we do this, each one will add up to as many new passionate disciples as we have now. Does that sound familiar? Pray for one each and the fruit may be to see a doubling. But what do I pray? Lord, open their hearts. Lord, convict them of their need for you. 
Lord, help them to open the door to you, for you promised to walk through and to eat with them. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Let's pray. Father, help us to be witnesses to your Son. Help us to pray for at least one person that may they may know the riches of your grace and come into your kingdom by giving their lives to you. Give us the perseverance to pray and to pray and to pray for that one person. And we pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.